Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode number 18 of the Reinventure Me podcast. Well, wherever there's heat, there's friction. You can't light a fire under yourself and under your next great beginning without encountering resistance. So we're going to discuss that in this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. This is the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, welcome back to episode number 18 of the Reinventure Me podcast. This is your co-host, Larry Gates, along with Armin Asadi. And this podcast is all about what's next in life. And we always want to ask the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? I have a hard time answering that question. There's so many possibilities. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and this podcast is devoted to helping you discover those possibilities, help you discover the thing that God has put within you, the very thing that you are designed to do. And we have a lot of fun doing that, don't we, Armin? Yes, we do. Just just a bunch of fun. That's right. I haven't seen you in like a week and a half because I, I was know. in Tennessee. How you been? Uh, I have been... Well, frustrated. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> uh, everything seems to be falling apart at once. You ever notice that? Uh-oh. I uh, had some challenges with my Sprint phone. <laughs> surprise, surprise. That, yeah, that was the sound of shock. <laughs> <laughs> Armin and I have coined a new verb we call sprinted, and that is <laughs> that is when a, we get a dropped call. <laughs> Sorry. Four times you. a day <laughs> yeah. for call, I should now, say. Up here in the Minneapolis area, Sprint is redoing their network, it's upgrading hard. to LTE. It's taken two years, but we're hoping, <laughs> we're hoping that it'll happen soon so we don't Someday. sprint each other. So I was on the phone with Sprint for about 45 minutes oh my gosh. trying to figure out why I can hear people, they can't hear me really? right here. And it used to be five bars of coverage. It's not that anymore. I guess they're destroying a cell tower near me, <laughs> which isn't helpful. And at the same time, I was having to deal with Comcast oh, no. where I can't get email. I'd have to get on my Verizon hotspot to get email Are you because I can't get it through Comcast. Well, somehow magically today that all got fixed, even though I never actually talked to an engineer about what the problem was. Wow. So now on top of that, I <laughs> think you just saw this when we were Your preparing laptop. for the show, my laptop screen is dying. <laughs> so it just seems like... I'm getting the technology gremlins hitting me all at one oh time. Oh, my gosh. Has that Technolo ever happened to you? Oh, gosh. Technology crashes the world. You're actually technologically savvy. I'm not. I just use technology. Once it breaks down, I'm screwed. I just need... Well, I, that's when I call you. So, Larry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's the problem I have is that I have too many people calling me that say, hey, Larry, you know. <laughs> my IT support. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm IT support for my wife. I was so happy when um, my son started to get IT savvy because now... Anna could go to other people in the family other than me. So you can defer responsibility. Thank you, men, for being the tech backup in my life. So that's there great. you go. Well, we are going to talk about all kinds of things that come up and get in the way. 
and uh, resistance is what we're going to talk about today. The show notes you'll find for this episode at reinventure.me slash one eight. And I think for my conversation with you and your trip down to Tennessee, you had a little bit of resistance as well, right? Oh, Lord, don't get me started. We're not going to have that conversation on this one. I might start saying things I regret. (laughs) Well, we can't ever start anything new or do anything worthwhile without uh, encountering resistance. That's right. And Stephen Pressfield, I think of as Mr. Resistance. I mentioned him before, I think, in a previous episode. Yeah. He wrote a book called The War of Art, mm-hmm. which is... Not to be mistaken for The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Not to be mistaken by that, but obviously <laughs> a play off of that. Yep. And, uh, and this has kind of become the de facto book in the creative circles for how do you overcome this thing called resistance. Mm-hmm. And we're going to share some Stephen Pressfield nuggets now, for those of you who don't know Stephen Pressfield, apart from writing the book The War of Art, probably better known for writing The Legend of Bagger Vance. But he's a very accomplished author, and he has a real sense of this thing that we all struggle with, is why are we not able to do the very thing we want to do? Right. And there's a, every quote I think I've ever heard from him has been a very inspirational quote. And we're going to start with the first one. Ah. I'm going to laugh at it now because I'm starting to think this is getting pretty old. We're going to have to come up with some new music. I don't mind that. I, I think I ch- I chose it just because you got such a kick out of it the first time we played it. And now I'm like, all right, enough is enough. It was Folks, like the, uh, I'm committed to giving us some better inspiring music next time. <laughs> that deserves a quote. <laughs> give us some Stephen Pressfield wisdom. All right. uh, his quote is, most of us have two lives. The life we live... And the unlived life within us, between the two, stands resistance. Mm. I get the uh, the notion of Gandalf standing there with his staff yeah. saying, you shall yeah. not pass. Yes. And boy, I have a million of those little Gandalfs <laughs> in my life that are, you know, on various projects. Yep. You shall that's not right. pass. Yes, right. And that's a great way to think about it in terms of how Stephen Pressfield puts it. We have a life that we are living. We have an unlived life within us and... You shall not pass. You know, <laughs> I love that. We're gonna we're gonna share some more of uh, Stephen Pressfield's uh, nuggets as we go mm-hmm. uh, throughout this episode of Reinventure Me. But this all kind of reminds me, uh, Armin. I love Despair dot com, and if you haven't gone out to this website, they have these Despair dot com. Despair dot com. It just sounds depressing. A, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> Why would you go to a site it, like they, that? They call it demotivational posters. <laughs> Why would I want to go to that? <laughs> so you see all those success posters, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and these are demotivational posters. I have one. Uh, you may have seen it in my conference room that says meetings, and it's got picture of everybody's hands uh, yes. together. Yes. And the number of people that come into my office and sit in the conference room, and and they just think it's a normal successory poster up there right. but it says meetings none of us is as dumb as all of us <laughs> i still don't even get what that means <laughs> <laughs> well we're, we're we're worse off together than we are on our own ah, okay. That makes sense now. okay 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 <laughs> so so you know when the people's lights when their lights go on you know and they go they get it they start laughing at it, they don't realize that that's a despair poster so i've come i've, I've gotten some affection for the, the despair.com demotivational posters <laughs> And there's one about vision, and it's got this this dark road ahead, 
and you know there's lightning and everything. I mean, it's just pitch dark okay. ahead, and everything looks terrible. Don't go down this road, right? Okay. But it says vision, you know, so it's about vision, right? How can the future be so hard to predict when all my worst fears keep coming true? Oh my god, <laughs> well, it definitely does the job of demotivating. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, anytime we start off on something, if you've got a project or if you've got a new beginning that you want to create, or you're maybe think thinking about re reforming a career or maybe you want to write a book which has been a lot of where the you shall not pass gandalfs have been for me you know any of those things are opportunities to experience that resistance and we have those fears about Mm -hmm. all that and it's like all of them seem to keep coming true at the same time oh my gosh yeah when don't they well one of the things that i think about when I think about all those Gandalfs in my world that are standing there keeping me from doing what I so much want to do is that there is no risk that is ever taken without some kind of reward. Hmm. And even if that reward is failure itself. Wow. And it's hard. It's been really hard for me to see that just taking a risk, even if it produces failure, Hmm. has a reward. Hmm. In order to adopt that, you have to have that growth mindset that we talked about all the way back in was it episode four when we talked about uh, oh putting on a growth mindset? I don't have a memory I, like that. I don't, I don't think I remember either. <laughs> but when we talked about the growth mindset, yeah. the right kind of mindset to have, if you have a fixed mindset, you're going to see all these challenges of resistance as being an indictment on you. You're a failure. Mm-hmm. But if you see with a growth mindset, you're going to say, hey, that resistance, even if I failed, I'm going to learn something from it. Right. Uh, one of my mentors always says, the greatest lessons in life that you'll learn will happen through failure, not success. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He says, so every time you fail, stop shrugging yourself, stop looking down, stop feeling depressed, dig into the lesson because it's the greatest education. Yeah. And some of the most agile companies right now are, are actually rewarding employees for failing in the right way. That's right. Google. Yeah. We were just talking about Google X does that. And yeah. Yeah. And, and a number of Silicon Valley companies and yep. others in other industries as well as long as they're failing in the right way, you right. know, and there's, failing, a, there's forward. A failing forward and failing when you're learning, failing right. with a growth mindset. Right. And it can be very, very rewarding. So Armin, as you think about resistance, mm-hmm. it, it often comes when we're making some really serious changes in our okay. life. Yeah. And you made a really big one. You moved from ministry into the business world. Yeah. Now I'm curious, what kind of resistance did you face in making that transition. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. Um, honestly, I think my my biggest resistance was not the people around me. Not, not saying that that didn't actually exist. I did have resistance from the people around me. But I think my biggest resistance was actually internal hmm. because there was that constant voice or whatever you want to call it, where I kept questioning, am I walking away from my calling? Mm. And um, I'm, I'm coming out of the ministry world, so everything is based on calling. You know, mm-hmm. you're leading people to their calling. You're m- motivating people on their calling. And now I'm sitting here thinking, am I walking away from my calling? Because there was a lot of things that didn't sit right, but I stayed in it because I just kept convincing myself well, this, this the, must be it. That full-time professional Christian ministry is right. more of a calling than being in the business world. Is right. that is that kind of what was going on in your head? Right. So that I mean, that was a huge resistance. But but I mean, I, I don't even remember. I, I 
Honestly, I, I remember there was one day where I had four or five different job offers at four or five different churches in the same day. And um, I mean, I'll, I'll entertain anything. You know, I'm not one to be like, no, thank you. And I would entertain Cocktail Up. But I, I, there was no matter how much I would love the church, no matter how much I would love the pastor, it was just, it just, nothing would click. Yeah. I couldn't find a ministry opportunity where I was like, oh, that clicks. I want to do that mm. ever. But every time I, somebody would talk to me about business, I would just... You light up. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, sounds like a real challenge. You know, I had the exact opposite experience for... I've been in the business world since, well, I left college. Right. And I always thought about whether I should go into professional full-time Christian ministry. Hmm. And I, I met with the president of Dallas Theological Seminary even to discuss that. And it was an interesting conversation, but I never walked away from it going... Oh boy, I really need to be there. Yeah, but I did go and I took a look at their website, and I looked through the course catalog, you know, that they have and right. the faculty and the student life stuff and all the stuff they put on the website to attract students. And I wasn't drawn at all. Hmm. It was like okay, so there wasn't anything that said to me internally, boy, this is really the expression I have to live out. Yeah, and I think you experienced that just on the other side, right? And so, yeah, opposite experiences, but the same thing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So getting to that place where you could finally beat down those Gandalfs in your own head that said, it's okay to enter into business world. You're not sacrificing your calling by doing that. That You had to overcome quite a bit to do that. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, resistance comes in many forms. You've experienced that internally. It can come externally. Yeah. You know, um, we can have criticism and rejection we get from others. Mm -hmm. That was last uh, week's episode, number yep. 17. If you missed that episode, reinventure.me slash 17 will get you there. Uh, but there can be apathy and resistance from others. You mentioned that you had a little bit of that, but it wasn't the predominant form of resistance. But right. anytime we make a change in our careers or do something that's significant, we're impacting other people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and sometimes that can be the most significant form of resistance to your next great beginning. Uh, it could be a spouse. It could be a boss. It could be uh, your kids or your family situation or what have you. Mm. It could also be bad business conditions, right? Suppose you uh, decided, well, you're going to go get your real estate license just in time for the housing market to collapse. Right. Or you've trained to become a, a software engineer and, uh, and the tech bubble has burst. And so any of those things in, in the business climate can also make a change. Or, or perhaps you have some physical handicap or you mm -hmm. a acquire a physical handicap that keeps you from being able to do something as efficiently as you might have done before. Or Yeah, like my basketball skills. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a skill handicap. Oh, man. We just played basketball today at the gym. <laughs> oh, all right. I missed every single layup. It was embarrassing. Hey, well, that's why I don't go because... I wouldn't even qualify to do a layup. I, <laughs> I did a basketball game one time and there were too many elbows flying around for me. <laughs> but I think the more interesting form of resistance is not the ones that come externally, but the ones that you were just talking about that you wrestled with are all internal. Right. They're <laughs> distraction. You know, I want to do yeah. this, but guess what? There's like a million other things around me mm -hmm. that I'm going to do first, yep. which is a form of procrastination, which is another form of resistance, right? Um, and then there's, you know, mistaken beliefs that mm -hmm. we have. Yours about uh, is going into the business world, sacrificing a calling, that there's a better calling in the professional Christian world than there is in the business world. Right. That's a mistaken belief. And just to speak to that very, very quickly, yeah. I've probably found more ministry in business than I did in yeah, the church. Yeah, you gotta. But we can keep going. I well, and I find that, that as well, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
uh, people are everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I used to say in business that business would be good if it weren't for the people. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. But we might have a mistaken belief about money, you know, that is a form of resistance for us that we think, well, you know, well, I can't do something until I have more income, Hmm. you know, and that is resistance. Yeah. It's keeping us from doing something, that, that attitude. Or maybe you don't think you can do something because you're not skilled enough at it. Hmm. And that, that was really what hit me. I mean, there yeah. was one time when I was trying to do some writing and I was, it was about nine 30 at night and I read what I wrote and I threw up all over it, but not only did I throw up all over the screen, which is probably why it's not working anymore. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, I, I, didn't I, like... literally, I didn't literally throw up all over it. I mean, <laughs> metaphorically, I threw up all I th- over well, it. I, I first yeah, you're looking at me metaphor, like, okay. And then it sounded like you really did. So I got really, I was like, wow, you hated it that no, much. This is the point where I need to wink with, a, with an audio clip. Got it, got it, okay. No, I'm not. Just double I checking. Mean, I mean, it was really, I was really beating myself up for it. Hmm. And I, I started trash talking myself. So it went from, this, is, this isn't very good yeah. to this is terrible and it's never going to be good. And yeah. you are, you're total abject failure with this, right? <laughs> And it was just this, I went from what was just fine even to all the way to a crash. Hmm. So I, I did what anybody does in that kind of situation. I got up out of my chair and I got in the car and I went up to the grocery store and I bought a pint of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a girl that just got broke up. Hey, I it. tell you what, it was that bad. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I, I ate my I ate my resistance. <laughs> Did you watch a chick flick? But here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. So right. I'm eating this pint of ice cream, right? right. And it's Ben and Jerry's. Oh, of course. Yeah. You want to know what the flavor was? I don't. I, it was. It, they, it they involves don't sell chocolate this, or Oreos. I'm assuming they don't sell this flavor anymore oh, cluster no. fluff <laughs> what is cluster fl- do i want to know what a cluster <laughs> fluff is oh no they renamed it what a cluster but you know the other thing that we can all all get into is just fear just abject fear of what we're going to do and like for me in that way it was fear that was driving that you know i'm going to write this and it's just going to be absolutely terrible and nobody's going to like it right we have a press field nugget about fear we do he says resistance has no strength of its own Every ounce of juice it possesses comes from us. We feed it with power by our fear of it. Master that fear, and we conquer resistance. <laughs> Amen. Ah, oh, I just see that. That's the kind of thing that just makes a man want to beat his yeah, chest you just, and go you to just war. Want to get up and and do the Gandalf thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I said beat my chest, but Gandalf works too. <laughs> that speaks to my inner geek. <laughs> it speaks to your. <laughs> it speaks to your inner geek. Well. You know, the first point we wanted to bring out was that resistance comes in many forms. The second is that resistance is unavoidable. That's right. You can't get away from it. You know, Ever. Every, you, you experience it. I experience it. We all, we all do. Every new endeavor has it. And it would be foolish for us to not think about what resistance we're going to face when we start a great new beginning. Right. Newton's law is that an object at rest stays at rest. Mm-hmm. Which means if you're going to get out of your chair and get off your rear and get going, there's going to be resistance. Right. And how are you feeling being in the club here, having gone to the club this past week? Oh, my God. You said you just started exercising. And my right. hair is sore. <laughs> there's not a part of my body that isn't sore right now. I don't want to see what that exercise looked like to <laughs> oh make your God. hair sore. But, but everything, 
that uh, it starts to move and starts to change is going to create some resistance and it, right. and it creates pain. Yeah. Um, Einstein put Newton's law in a different way. He said, nothing happens until something moves. Hmm. Now, it seems like that's a fairly obvious thing, but right. when we think about our own lives, if we want to gr- get going on our next great beginning, we've got to move. And the idea of resistance is it's the thing that says you shall not pass. It's the thing that's keeping us from moving. Right. So we have to stay aware uh, that resistance is always there. The sign of resistance is not the sign that something is wrong. Hmm. It's just the sign that there's something that you need to do and you need hmm. to overcome it. Yeah. Now, I love what Stephen Pressfield wrote about this idea of resistance being perpetually there. Yet another Pressfield nugget. Another nugget from Pressfield. <laughs> On persistence. Yeah. Now, get this. He says, resistance is like the alien or the Terminator and the shark in Jaws. It cannot be reasoned with. It understands nothing but power. It's an engine of destruction programmed from the factory with one object only to prevent us from doing our work. Resistance is implacable, intractable, (laughs) indefatigable. Reduce it to a single cell and that cell will continue to attack. This is resistance nature. It's all it knows. Dun, 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 dun. You get that vivid imagery, right? That's right. If I did, if you didn't tell me who wrote that quote, I just read it, I would at least be able to tell you a man wrote it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, very, that's a, that's a very masculine quote. Alien, Terminator, yeah. Jaws. Well, yeah, you had to see all those great movies. <laughs> There's a lot to learn about your next great beginning by Alien, Terminators, and the Shark, and Jaws. <laughs> My wife read this. She, she'd be confused. What? What does that mean? Yeah. It means it's... It, it, it it's going to stay around and keep coming back. And just when you think, oh, the movie's over? No, it's not over. Right. It's back. <laughs> two and three. Right, two and three, yeah. Like Rocky. Why didn't he put Rocky in That's here? Right. yeah, come on. Yeah, it's Pressfield like Rocky. <laughs> come on, Pressfield. Well, Stephen Pressfield writes it in such a colorful way using the the language and the metaphors of the alien, the Terminator, the shark, and Jaws, and, mm-hmm. and, and as if resistance is something to be defeated. I think we may have talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, but I, I prefer to think of resistance as a dream tax. Mm-hmm. You can reduce it. You may not be able to eliminate it. You probably won't be able to eliminate it, right. but it's always going to be there. And the idea of thinking about it as the alien or the terminator of the jaws is it's the thing you want to kill. Yep. The point that I think he's also making is that it can't be killed. Right. So it might be better for you to think about that. It's a tax. Mm-hmm. And if I can think about it as a tax, then I can come away with maybe making strategies to reduce it. Right. As opposed to trying to think that the only way I can win is to kill it. Yep. Cause you'll never kill it, but it doesn't have to kill you either. And that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Our third point is that resistance can make us do stupid stuff. Oh, gosh. That's so true. <laughs> like rationalization. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you didn't do what you wanted to do. Like I didn't write that section of the book. So I rationalize it by going, uh, it's actually going to be better now because I've incubated some more material than it would have been if I'd written it when I, you know, that may be true, but I also know there's a part of it that's, that's kind of rationalization. It's a way to get myself off the hook. I like what somebody, somebody said, you can go a day without sex, but try going a day without rationalization. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's true. You know, if we're really honest with ourselves, we rationalize all kinds of things day in and day out. I got to give this quote to my wife. <laughs> well, that might not be that might not be recommended. <laughs> Sorry, some of our arguments are very rational sometimes. <laughs> well, it it can also make us overcommit too, right? And and that leads us up to another press field uh, nugget. Yep. Um, so this one is on enthusiasm. He says resistance outwits the amateur with the oldest trick in the book. It uses his own enthusiasm against him. Resistant gets us to plunge into a project with an overambitious and unrealistic timetable for its completion. It knows we can't sustain that level of intensity. We will hit the wall. We will crash. Ah, it's just a painful quote for me to read. I think he's read my journal. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> I'm Mr. Enthusiastic. I can do that. Uh, I can do four of those things. And yeah. by the way, it'll only take half the time that I think it will. Well, I, the worst part is I know I can do those things. Yes. I just can't do all of them. Yeah. And that's the worst part is I'm not smart enough to realize that, hey, combination of four projects. Yes, you could do all four separately, but all four at the same time. Well, I can even mine. do all four at the same time. Oh, I just can't do it without Sprint, my laptop, or, <laughs> <laughs> you would or <laughs> Comcast. <laughs> you would say that. <laughs> Everything's going to conspire and say, you <laughs> shall not pass. <laughs> Our about. last point that we want to leave you with and, and have you be encouraged by and all this resistance stuff, which is sometimes hard to get a handle on, is that resistance can actually inspire you to do your best work. That's right. And uh, the the one of the great stories I love is uh, this Baroque composer was deeply in debt. He was had a stroke, had had no money, uh, was struggling to recover from that stroke when he accepted a commission. It was a very modest commission, but a commission nevertheless to write a choral work for a charitable performance. Well, that composer was George Frederick Handel, and he wrote The Messiah. That came out of a deep, deep period of resistance in his own life. And can you imagine mm. if you were deeply in debt, you were, you, were, you were debilitated physically because of a stroke, and you're probably depressed, to muster up and say, I'm going to do that work. Right. And the Messiah, of course, is just a huge piece yeah. and considered one of the best classical pieces that were written. Of course, we sing it. Hallelujah chorus every Christmas. Just, just in case. No, I'm not going to sing the hallelujah. I'm not going to sing the hallelujah chorus. Somebody might not know what you're oh, yeah, talking I like about. you. <laughs> All right, fine. No. <laughs> fine, resist me. I, I am resisted. I am. You shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be your own Gandalf. Okay, there's another really cool story that I love. I think it's actually a very inspirational story. There's a guy who went to Yale. Uh, his name is Fred Smith. Mm-hmm. And... He, uh, he ended up writing a, a, a paper on a concept of overnight mail delivery service. He was basing it on how you could do it overnight based on being in a central location in America, blah, blah, blah. And then he hands this paper into his professor, and his professor ends up giving him a seat. Mm. And the professor says it's interesting and it's well-formed, but in order to earn a better than a C, the idea must be feasible. So the professor stands in front of him and resists his theory Mm -hmm. on how to do this Mm -hmm. and says this is not feasible Mm -hmm. well this young man went on by the name of fred and he started 
what's called this little tiny company called FedEx. <laughs> FedEx. <laughs> Come on. It is, it's competing against the United States Postal Service. Yeah, the irony here for Fred Smith is that what the professor didn't know when he was giving Fred Smith a bit of resistance was that Fred was capitalizing on everybody else's resistance of procrastination. So That's it's right. like, ah, I bought more time because I can always FedEx it and get it there still on time, right? That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. And killed it. Yeah. And that leaves us with our final nugget from Pressfield's book, The War of Art, that we want to share with you. He says, resistance is directly proportional to love. If you're feeling massive resistance, the good news is it means there's tremendous love there too. If you didn't love the project that is terrifying you, you wouldn't feel anything. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. The more resistance you experience, the more important your unmanifested art project enterprise is to you and the more gratification you'll feel when you finally do it. Mm. Amen to that. Wow. And amen to Fred Smith and, and Handel for creating the works that they did, overcoming the resistance that they did. And they had to love it enough mm. to succeed and, and to break through it. I still think there's people out there that don't know what Handel did because you won't sing the song. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, at least one part. Now of you that. know why I won't sing the song. It was... brings us up to the challenge me. I was just challenged to sing, and now that's done. <laughs> well, we want to suggest if you want to take this episode and put it into real hard, down to earth, get dirty stand in the face of resistance and say, you shall not pass. Right. The one thing you can do is to write down that one thing, just come up with one thing that's keeping you from doing the thing you love or making the change you need to make. Just pick one thing, then tell a friend about it and ask them to ask you about that in a week's time. Hmm. Now, if you're really serious about this and you want to get a handle on resistance, you're going to learn a lot by doing this. And I've done this through my journaling yeah. is to pick that one thing. And then for every day, you don't have to journal this, just write it down. If you're not a, a journaler, write down your score every day for a week on how you felt you did with that form of resistance. Hmm. So if you feel like procrastination is the thing that you're dealing with, maybe, you know, the first day you start out with a three, well, when you write something down, you know, you can manage what gets measured. Yeah. And when you start writing it down, you go, oh, I think I can do better than a three today because mm. I did a three yesterday. And, and you find that you start getting tactics yeah. that can work because you're starting to measure something. Fair play if I would just put it in my phone in my notes. Yeah, wherever okay. you want. Okay. The, the important part is that you, you score it. You think about it, you score it, and you set an intention to work on it to improve it the next day. Okay. So that's our challenge me for the week. Let me know how it goes. Leave a comment on our, our show notes at reinventure.me slash 18 and let us know how your challenge me goes. I want to let you know about uh, the last opportunity you have to uh, apply for the Dream Intensive Mastermind group that I'm forming. Uh, the Dream Intensive Mastermind is a way for six of us to get together on a uh, every other week basis over three months to really pursue that thing that God has put in your heart. And so if that's something that might be of interest to you, that you're at this point right now where you really want to take that next step and really want to get serious about your next dream project, I invite you to check out the Dream Intensive Mastermind. 
You'll find information about that at dreamintensive.com slash mastermind. And the deadline to apply is May 28th. So that's coming up very quickly. Well, if you like this episode, would you leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher and tell your friends? You can get to iTunes very quickly at reinventure.me slash iTunes or Stitcher at reinventure.me slash Stitcher. And we want to give a shout out to Sandy Jean 01 on iTunes. She says, I mean, that she listens to us on our way home and we've become a regular for her. So, right. so that's awesome. And we, we better not skip a week or she might not get home. That's right. <laughs> if we do, send us hate mail. I just want to get mail. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, we did not get a, a question on our show line this week, although we did ask for our first caller to call in <laughs> and tell us how much they love the show. If you want to be our first caller, we invite you to leave a comment or a question on our show line at 612-314-5447. You know, this is the last time I'm going to say it because it's probably going to sound pathetic if we keep saying every episode, hey, we're looking still for our first caller on that line. You get lots of Facebook and email, but that's about it. Yeah, so anyway, we also would uh, love for you to join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash reinventureme. Well, we do have the show Resources, uh, The War of Art, uh, Stephen Pressfield, a link to that book. Uh, I've got a blog post article I'll have a link to from this episode that might be helpful to you as you're thinking about resistance. And next week, we're going to dive into the idea of personal branding, hmm. something if you start your great new beginning, and even if you're contemplating where your current beginning is at, yep. we need to think about our brand. Yep. So we're going to dive into that next week. We hope you can join us, and we thank you for being a part of this episode of Reinventure Me. <laughs> Never stop becoming what you should be. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Amina Sadi.